Hey, what's up? This is episode 063. Focus 40. It's story time. Let's do it. One, two, three, go. Welcome to the Design Your Thinking Podcast, a show where we think, learn, and explore the product mindset so you can design better products every day. And now your host, Karthik. Hey, welcome back to the Design Your Thinking Podcast. And this is another Focus 40 episode with me, your host, Karthik. Welcome back to another show. And I'm really, really happy to introduce you to someone who talks about something that's very, very close to my heart. It's about stories. Well, you know that I've been a big fan of stories and storytelling and uh, I've written about it in the blog and I also talked about it uh, some episodes back in the podcast as well. So if you are curious as to what uh, is the role of a story in the world of making products, I think you should stay tuned and listen closely to what our guest has to talk about today. So our guest today is someone who comes with two decades of experience you know, uh, not just building startups and uh, creating companies, but also she is someone who comes with a background in filmmaking. Yes, you can imagine how good someone would be when they come from the filmmaking school in terms of telling stories. So without much ado, I'd love to introduce you to today's guest. And before I went ahead and introduced you to today's guest, I'd like to let you know that the conversation that I had went for well over 45 minutes. And so I have actually split this conversation across two episodes, this episode and the next one. All right. Our guest today brings, like I said, almost two decades of experience guiding startups, nonprofits, and global brands in optimizing their digital products and services by providing them with a simplified way to drive user engagement through impactful storytelling. As a consultant, speaker, writer, and educator, she utilizes a story-first approach to help teams define their product's value proposition, transform their thinking, and better engage with their core customers. Prior to her career in technology, she refined her talent for storytelling and narrative development as an award-winning documentary filmmaker. She is the author of The User's Journey, story mapping products that people love. Let's welcome Donna Lechow. Donna, welcome to the show. I'm super stoked to have you with us today. Thank you, Karthik. It's great to be here. Awesome. So, Donna, I've, I've, I was spending time looking through your profile. And uh, when, I, when I reached out to you, one of the things that stood out is, is, is this whole storytelling twist, right? I mean, uh, I've been a big proponent of you know, storytelling and someone who's done this professionally, you went through uh, film and video ed- education and you've, you're also an award-winning documentary filmmaker. So coming from the world of filmmaking uh, to a world where we talk about making products and software and non-software products, what is that one thing that you have seen similar between the two worlds and what is that you brought with you as a filmmaker to this world of making products. Can you probably elaborate on this before we kind of got into the meat of the show, Donna? 
There are a lot of similarities between making films and building products that ultimately engage people on the other end. Mm. I, um, for, for years, I was a, a, a documentary filmmaker. I made small experimental documentary films that for a long time I thought – um, we're supposed to be representing some kind of facet of, of real life. And uh, for a long time, I thought that these documentaries didn't need to have necessarily a story at their foundation because I thought I was presenting facts, not fiction, and that mm-hmm. um, uh, the, the film would, would tell itself. And what I realized after um, several years of making these films is that the best films that I made, the ones that were the most engaging and that people got the most value out of, were films that had a very um, a very specific story structure at their foundation. It's a, mm-hmm. a traditional story structure that's found in most cultures, um, in many different kinds of films and literature and stage plays. And um, half the time I was doing it by accident and, and not quite realizing that um, I was uh, creating something that had a very specific architecture at its mm-hmm. foundation. So as a filmmaker, I eventually realized that if I wanted to engage people with my films, I had to deliberately think about the story architecture before I, I went out and um, you know did any research or uh, shot any film or wrote any kind of script. Mm-hmm. And likewise, in my career in technology, I've been working in tech for, um, at this point, almost 20 years. And um, what I found with the companies that I help when we're trying to either improve a product that um, already exists and we want it to engage people more on the other end, either we want them to sign up to do something or we want them to to use the product more often, Mm -hmm. or if I'm helping a company or team create a product from scratch, the, the same rule of thumb holds, which is if we can better understand what the story architecture should be of the product for the idea of the product, and then we can mirror that story architecture in the ideal intended experiences of use of how people use the product over time. We're much more likely to come up with an idea for a product and then actually build a product that is ultimately more successful and mm. not just helps users do what they need to do, but helps um, the business meet, meet its goals, which uh, ultimately that's how that's how products survive if the business does does well then the the product <laughs> does well and then customers are happy so same same rules of thumb it's, it's all about this uh the story architecture that is innate to how humans function um it's about uncovering that and then applying it beautiful beautiful and and you and you use the word story architecture about four times and i'm curious <laughs> to know more about it so uh awesome so donna you've been um wearing multiple hats you know you are a user experience designer a storyteller a filmmaker and 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 whatnot. I, mean, I see almost every facet of product making in your profile. So, in the next thirty odd minutes, let's spend time with Donna, the product maker, the the storyteller who does, who makes, who helps people make products. So let's jump right into the meat of this show. So let's talk about your success in thinking, Donna. You've been working with product teams and um, startups and companies, and you have been helping them make products and tell stories. So now, what is that one thing that you think has made you successful as this storyteller and product maker? So 
The one thing that has made me successful and of course the the teams that I work with and the companies that I work with more successful is this ability to step back and to constantly ask the same question, which is what's the story? And this is something I started doing when I was um, I was working um, as a, uh, a product manager several years ago, heading up the consumer product for a company. And um, what we were finding is that we had this product that um, it was struggling. We got it to market. Uh, mm-hmm. But by the time I got there, the, the team wasn't quite sure um, what the product was supposed to be doing. And that um, that kind of big question mark that the the team had internally was affecting how the public perceived the product. What we Mm -hmm. had were new, new users who were signing up to use the product. This was an app. Um, and it, it, uh, they were signing up, but they weren't then actually coming back and using it. They weren't using it a second time and definitely been there for not, not Mm -hmm. a third or fourth or fifth time or not daily, like the company wanted, um, Mm -hmm. users to do. And so what, I found in this case, leading a product team was that we um, we needed to understand what the story of the, of the product was, and so suddenly I felt like I was back in film school, thinking, you know, what's the story? Like, why why would anyone use this, and and who is our hero? Even with a documentary film, you always have to ask who the hero is, and mm-hmm. how is the audience going to um, uh, identify with the story, and how are they going to move through the different scenes and plot points, and um, asking that question over and over and over again ultimately helped me and my team understand what the story was. In the end, we went out and talked to um, some users who did love the product, and we mm-hmm. found out what their story was. And then we were able to to fold that into everything we built from uh, the concept of the product down to all the, the key flows and, and ways that people would use the product over time. And what we found in, uh, with this project is that the, the product ended up being really successful once we were able to internally come up with a, a vision and consensus on what the story was, and then once we were able to to build it out and um, and measure the success of the story, because mm-hmm. what you find with analytics and metrics is there is a story behind quantitative data that you can uncover and that you can measure as as you go. So mm-hmm. I really do think that for, for me and, and the teams that I I currently train and teach and coach and and work with also as a consultant, the the thing that makes us the most successful is this, this ability to keep asking, uh, just like a filmmaker would what's the story and then digging in a little further and, and asking, you know, who our hero is and how we're going to make this story um, as successful and engaging as possible. Wow. Beautiful. I kind of um, tried, you, you gave the picture of frames when, when you were t- talking about this. So I think you're making this whole story architecture more curious. Um, let, let's get into it. So, you know, as this uh, storyteller and product expert, um, you know, I'm sure you've been working, like you said, with a lot of product teams and you're deciding what the story is, you know, trying to unearth what the stories are and understand how the features fit in and all those things, right? So 
How do you really manage? Um, you know, when I've seen people like this working with a lot of different things, especially creative people, what I've seen is you know, this whole um, struggle to stay productive because you are in the flow and managing and working against deadlines becomes a challenge. So how do you manage to really stay productive as this product person, Donna? That's a, a great question because I think productivity is what – um, is one of the, the most important reasons I, I also started thinking about story when I was leading a product team, because on the one hand, we needed to have consensus and a shared vision of what our story was so that mm-hmm. we could be inspired to do our work and, and be excited to build a product that people would, um, would use and would love to use. Mm-hmm. And um, so that's in terms of inspiration. What I also found in terms of productivity is that the story, once we figured out what it was, and it's something that we all agreed made sense to us, and and also was an engaging story, Mm -hmm. it helped us be more productive. Because if you think about um, uh, agile, for example. Mm-hmm. So the, the team I was managing at the time, the, the product team, um, we had an engineering team that, um, that was agile. A lot of, a lot of engineering teams work in an agile manner these days. Mm-hmm. And the, one of the reasons why agile came about as a practice was years ago, engineers were frustrated because they were working on these really cool products that were very exciting, but they didn't always have an idea of why they were working on it or what, um, you know, what value it was providing users. And so this idea of using agile user stories, which is um, one of the, the, the key elements of how it, uh, an agile team works, it, it came about because engineers wanted to know, well, you know, tell us the story. Why, um, who is the user and what do they need to do? And why are we building this feature? I don't want to build you a feature just because you say I need to go build a feature. And what I found working many, many years with agile teams is that even if you are using agile user stories, you're often still missing the big picture the big picture story Mm -hmm. of what, what's going on. It's easy when you're working with engineering teams, whether you're a product person, a designer, or you're an engineer yourself, it's easy to get lost in the weeds and to have agile user stories simply just turn back into requirements, just Mm -hmm. like in the waterfall days where the requirement is a reset password. And, you know, you assume, okay, we need it, but you're not really clear on what the the big picture of how someone would reset their password is Mm -hmm. or why they would reset it. And so in using story architecture in the way that I help teams do, we go back to the, the, dictionary definition of of a story in the way that filmmakers and um, fiction writers and playwrights think of it. Mm -hmm. And in that case, story, it's not just a bunch of things happening. It's um, story is structure. It is this architecture that, that I keep coming down to. It's an architecture that Aristotle first identified thousands of years ago as he was looking at Greek Greek theater and wondering why is it so engaging? How come these Greek plays suck us in and and we love them so mm-hmm. much? And he uncovered a um, a similar universal structure amongst Greek plays, and that basic structure is something that people um, in the arts across cultures for you know millennia at this point have realized. Um, and actually, neuroscientists and um, cognitive psychologists have studied this a lot too. What they found is that that same architecture it basically helps our brain understand and see value in things 
um, in the idea of things and then in the actual experience. So whether you're sitting through a two hour long movie or you're sitting through um, someone's presentation or a pitch or a demo or mm-hmm. you're thinking about an app or you're using an app and you're the customer on the other end, story helps us go through that more effectively and gets us excited about the things we do. And so what I found, again, with the the teams that I that I've worked with, it helps us work more effectively and be more productive when, when we have that story, because we constantly have an end goal that we're shooting for. And we constantly understand why we're building what we're building. And we have fewer of those questions of, you know, is this a good idea? I think this is stupid. Why are we building this? I hate my product manager. They make me build things that I don't care about. Um, we just, we just work more effectively. It's, it's Mm -hmm. pretty amazing. Beautiful. And you talked about um, the story architecture. You also talked about something. You said something called a story is a structure. Now, what is there a definitive structure to a story? I mean, if so, what is it? I mean, can can you templatize it or have you templatized it? What is it? I have templatized it, um, but again, it's not. It's nothing that um, I came up with necessarily. It goes back. It goes back to Aristotle and many many people over over the years, what I have, um, seen in, in the the products that I've worked on, but also as, as, um, being pretty universal is that there Mm -hmm. is a, uh, a universal narrative structure. Typically we call it the, the story arc or the narrative arc. Mm -hmm. And in most cultures it does, uh, it does govern how stories are crafted and architected, whether again it's a play or a movie or um, or fiction, mm-hmm. uh, fiction uh, book or novel. And um, there are some differences across cultures, and there are um, other types of stories out there, namely tragedies that have a slightly different structure. Mm-hmm. But the the stories that have good outcomes at the end, which is the kind that we're trying to build when we're building products, we want we don't want people to have tragedies with our <laughs> products. We want, we want them to have um, what uh, some of us call the happy path. It's a happy story, ideally. Right. Um, and so that story has um, has a uh, a universal architecture that is actually very simple. And I think it's why our brains um, handle it so easily without mm-hmm. most of us knowing it. And um, it has a few key, key plot points. And the way that structure works for something like a movie, you can uh, easily apply it to um, uh, coming up with a concept of a product and a vision for what you're building, and then um, mapping out the um, ideal user journeys and paths and key flows that um, people will go through with, with your product. And so I've got a few different templates. I've got a, a ton of them available on, on my website um, for, for download. Also in my new book, The User's Journey, I, I go in deep with case studies and examples of, of how they, they all operate. And uh, the general gist is, again, story um, architecture and structure dictates how we think about a product and then eventually how we use that product. Awesome. So... Yeah, that's that's been interesting. So I, I'm definitely going to have the links to those templates in the show notes. So uh, let's move on with this uh, flow. So you talked about um, the, the whole story as a structure and this helping you stay productive. So one of the things I've seen with people making products, Donna, is this approach to managing this balance between what I call as being creative and being productive. So while in your case, 
you know you you do use story the structure of stories and the storytelling as a way to stay productive how do you manage this balance between being creative and being productive you seem to be very creative so how does this balance work with you it's a that's a, a great question i find that uh for me and most people that i've ever worked with that um some constraints and some elements of a framework mm-hmm. ultimately helps us be more creative. And this is what I learned uh, as a, a filmmaker, which was when I was making films and I didn't have a framework or a structure, mm-hmm. I had a hard time being creative. You know, it was very stressful and I was never quite sure what's this film going to be and how is right. it going to end up. And um, it would often be very, uh, very haphazard. But with a framework, I... I think creativity is a lot more well it's a lot more fun and it's a lot easier to come about because if you think about um a uh, a narrative arc as an example mm-hmm. most stories in the world have this narrative architecture at their foundation with um the, the same basic structure and same basic plot points mm-hmm. yet stories are extremely creative it doesn't mean that everything is is the same it's the same thing with with music i i am a musician and so i also learned with music that constraints can help you be very creative there are hundreds really thousands of of, of songs in western culture for example mm-hmm. that are written with the same three chords and right. the same three chords in the same exact way. Yet each of those songs is very different and also very creative, ultimately. So mm. I find the the framework using narrative architecture as a framework helps my teams not only be more productive, but also be more creative. Because when you have that, um, if you think of it like scaffolding, mm-hmm. you have that scaffolding to protect people and they go crazy when we're, let's say we're doing an innovation lab, for example, mm-hmm. and we're imagining what could a product be? We're inventing one from scratch or we want to know what could a product be like in two years or five years. And you can come up with some really pretty crazy stories that are very feasible and very, um, you know, easy to ultimately mm-hmm. build, but that, you know, that framework, you know, just helps you, helps you go wild. So, um, I've actually found for me, I end up using story architecture for, for anything I want to be creative with. I I always love telling people that I, um, I mapped out the story of my, uh, my wedding, the three hour party of my wedding, because, Mm -hmm. you know, I like, I don't always love parties and I wanted people to have fun and, (laughs) Um, it, it was great. People still come up to me to this day and say, oh, my God, that was the best wedding I ever went to because the way I see it, everything is a story. And mm. not just me, but neuroscientists and cognitive psychologists tell us this, too, that everything is a story. And using that structure, playing with that structure um, so that we better engage our audience on the other end helps you be, uh, I think, extremely creative. So creativity and productivity, I think, meet at the center with, with um, something like narrative architecture. Awesome. I mean, I didn't know you were a musician and uh, we've had musicians on, on the show before. So good to have another musician and, and totally get this, uh, you know, this point that you're trying to drive home. Oh, 
All right. I hope you've been listening to this uh, conversation very closely and you've enjoyed this um, conversation as well. So one of the things I really, really enjoy talking to Donna about is her her use of story as, as almost like a Kool-Aid. For any question I ask, she actually uh, said she used stories, the story arc and uh, the story architecture. And, and actually, she made complete sense because I have, um, you know, thought about this after the interview. And, and, and actually, when I thought about some of these answers that she gave, uh, I really felt I should go and try using the same things. For example, using the story arc is is a great way of... Uh, trying to um, you know uh, manage your productivity. So I think uh, there there are a few points that you would love to take and try, and do stay to the next part because she has more of stories. So she uses story for a lot more things, and she talks about uh, the three uh, key things that she thinks is important for product makers to be aware of when it comes to making products. So again. If no, no guesses. Uh, and if you're guessed right, no prizes. Again, uh, she talks about stories that's there, there as well. So uh, stay tuned for the next uh, part of this interview where we talk about uh, the product mindset. And she also goes to talk about some of, the in, uh, some of the ways she looks at the future of products and the, the whole profession of product management and design. So stay tuned. And if you like listening to this episode, do find the links to Donna and some of her work. You can uh, do that by getting to designyourthinking.com slash episode 063. That's it. So designyourthinking.com slash episode 063. You'll find the show notes there and it'll have all the links that you'll need. So stay tuned to the next episode. And if you like listening to this episode, do jump to the newsletter. Yes, I am going to come out with a a very interesting announcement in a couple of weeks from now and I would love to share it with you. So do stay stay tuned to that news and you can do that by jumping onto my newsletter, which is simple. Just head over to designandthinking.com, scroll all the way to the bottom of the page. You'll find a button staring at you right there. Click that guy and you will be asked to give in your first name and your email address. Do that. And I'd love to see in your inbox. Yes, I do promise to send out a newsletter every two weeks, but I always love breaking promises. No jokes apart. I really try my best to do that, but I just cannot do it because of a lot of work that uh, I get put in, put into. So I try to send out uh, an email every month uh, these days. So stay tuned. Every month you will see my name in your inbox. Don't ignore it and just open it and, and read it. All right, that's all I have for today. If you like listening to this episode, please leave us a rating and, and review in the iTunes store if you're using uh, I, Apple device. So you can do that by jumping on to designyourthinking.com slash iTunes. All right, till I see you in the next episode with Donna. Stay tuned, stay inspired. Keep pushing, my friend. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Design Your Thinking podcast. Subscribe to our newsletter at www.designyourthinking.com.